the launch of the Savage Daughter podcast. My name is Heather. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the why behind this podcast and what to expect from future episodes. Before I get started, I'd like to introduce myself a little bit. Again, my name is Heather. I am a mom. I have four kids, three girls and a boy. Madison is my bonus daughter. She is 17. She lives in California with her biological mom. And then I have Kaylin, who is 11. Uh, Kaylin is from a previous marriage. She lives primarily with her dad. And then I get her a lot during the summers and during her time off from school. And then we have Sersha and Aiden. Sersha is about to be nine in April. And then Aiden is following behind. He is about to be seven in May. We are also a polyamorous family. So I have two different partners. Uh, David, he is Sersha and Aiden's dad. He is my husband. We've been together for about 10 years. And then there is Alex. Alex is a female to male transition. Um, just actually started about three months ago. So it's relatively new. It's definitely been a process for the whole family. I'm sure more so for him. I'm sure he'll come on the podcast later on and share his story a little bit as well. But yeah, that is the rundown of our overall family view. We don't really kind of fit in any kind of what you would call norm. So we have a different view on a lot of different things. And I think it gives a fresh perspective to a lot of different topics. And I'm excited to, you know, explore all those with you guys. I'm also a Planet Fitness Manager. I work, I just started there back in December and I've moved up and I'm about to move up again. I don't really know where this path is going to lead, but I do know that right now, this is exactly where I need to be. And I enjoy managing. I love this atmosphere. Um, There's a story behind Planet Fitness that we'll talk about, you know, later on, probably within the next couple episodes. I am also working on a certificate in herbalism. So that is one of my passions that I love to do. I like to, you know, make my own salves and soaps and cleaning supplies. Um, it's it's therapeutic for me. I enjoy feeling self-sufficient and knowing, you know, what exactly is going on in, in my body. And I like to take a holistic approach whenever possible. But anyway, that's a little bit about me. So let's get started about the why behind this podcast. Alrighty, so a little bit about why I decided to start this podcast. So this is something I've kind of thought about and played with the idea for a really long time. Aiden was actually a baby when I started really digging deep into this journey of, you know, self-development and just really growing myself as a person. Um, I actually had a few people that planted the idea of a podcast in my brain prior to that, but that's when I really started focusing on it. So I would probably say back in 2011, before I got pregnant with Kaylin, um, I was going through college, actually. I was getting a psychology degree and I had to write a paper about how certain traumas from our childhood affected us as an adult. I got really into that paper and I poured my heart into it and it turned out to be about 25 pages long. Um, I got an A, by the way, 100%. And the professor had asked me, like, have you ever considered writing a book? And I thought about that for a while as well, but I don't 
really have the attention span to be able to sit down and write a book like that. So I thought maybe some shorter little clips and different topics might be more my thing. And that's when I kind of started thinking about podcasting. Um, but I wasn't really into podcasts at that time fully yet either. All right. So I would say that the very beginning of my personal development journey or, you know, my ever-evolving self started back in 2012. Um, That is when Kaylin was born. Kaylin was what we thought would be the fix of a lot of marriage issues. The relationship was very toxic. We were very young. So like a lot of other couples, we thought that having a baby would fix it. (laughs) And it did not. Um, On top of that, we moved across the state to be, you know, closer to his family so we could provide better for our daughter. Um, We make more money where they were from than where I was. So we did what we thought was best. We moved and it was just, I was going through postpartum and I had just had so much going on. My dad and my stepmom were going through a divorce and it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty divorce. And I was a mess mentally, physically, spiritually, anything you can possibly imagine. And I was ever declining. Like I was trying to work. I was trying to finish schooling. I was, you know, had a newborn and I didn't know enough about my own mental health issues. It was kind of a subject that we didn't really grow up talking about. It wasn't something that, you know, we could just sit down and have an open conversation about like we can today or even like I do with my kids because I don't want them to ever be, so to speak, ambushed like I felt in 2012. So in 2012, um, after Kaylin was born, she was born in January, I would say probably June, I knew that my marriage was over. Um, I was just really going through it and I didn't want to be alive anymore. So I decided to take some of the pills that I was prescribed for anxiety and depression and such. And I tried overdosing. Um, I took it and I do not know why, but I decided that, you know, there was something that I had to fight for and whether it be Kaylin, I don't know. I just felt that urge that I needed, I had a, I had another story. Like my story wasn't over yet. So I called my mother-in-law at the time and she rushed over to me and got me to the hospital and we got my stomach pumped and I spent a couple of weeks in um, the psychiatric hospital there in Ann Arbor and got a lot of help and probably not as much as I should have. You know, I felt the need that I had to get out and make amends with my husband, you know, and maybe we wouldn't get a divorce and maybe we could work this out after all. You know, I was on medicine that was supposed to help, right? And so I got out and we talked about it and decided that we still didn't want to be married. And while I knew that that was the right decision deep down, it was still hard. You know, we just had brought a baby into the world. Like I was so dependent on him. Like I wasn't anywhere near my family. Like, how am I going to survive? Like, what am I going to do? 
Um, I never had taken that time for myself. So I didn't know, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Um, so I had another mental breakdown. This time I didn't try to commit suicide, but I did check myself back into the hospital before I could because I was scared of where it was going. Long story short, when I, once I got out, I went to um, Waterford. It's in Metro Detroit. And I stayed with a friend there and I started rebuilding my life to what it is now. It's been a long, hard journey. It's a lot of yo-yoing of a lot of mental health issues. Um, in 2013, I met David and it wasn't what it didn't, I didn't expect it to turn out what it did, so to speak. And he was everything that I needed at the time. He was security. You know, he was, he made me feel safe. He made me feel valued, understood. Um, he had some similar backgrounds that he was able to understand where I was at that chapter in my life. And he loved me through it. We were hit with a surprise pregnancy, which was Saoirse. Didn't even know I was pregnant with her until about 17 weeks along. Um, it was definitely a shock. Uh, we had recently, uh, we had only been dating maybe five, six months before I found out that I was pregnant. So that was kind of a surprise, but it felt right. And it felt good, you know, to know that we were going to be bringing a baby in in a much better place than where we both were previously. And it just felt like hope and so much happiness. And she is still just, she is that hope for me. So things were really good mentally for a little bit. Sersha was a really easy baby. Things felt really good. I mean, we definitely had some ups and downs, but overall, I don't feel like that chapter in my life was bad at all. It was probably one of the better ones. Um, definitely did a lot of like growth there. You know, I was still really digging deep into, you know, the, the starts of my trauma, like what triggered me and learning to communicate and to feel all the feelings and to honor those feelings. So like, it was a really good time in my life. And in 2016, we decided to have another baby and we planned for him. We had a really pretty decent pregnancy. Like Sarah's was a difficult pregnancy, obviously, because I didn't know I was pregnant with her for so long. And then we had some complications. Um, but other than that, it was smooth sailing. Aiden was a really smooth pregnancy up until about 20 weeks. Then we found out that he had something wrong with his heart and it was very scary. And I started to feel my mental health starting to slip again. And he was born and he was born perfectly healthy for the most part. He has, um, he had a lip and a tongue tie, so he couldn't latch. So he was really colicky. He was really crying all the time. And and that was probably when I started spiraling down again, again, postpartum, you know, you add a third kid into the mix. And this was before Madison came out and lived with us. So it was a third kid at the time. And I was working full time. And I, he was the first baby that I was able to breastfeed because I couldn't take a maternity leave with the other kids. I couldn't afford to. Um, with Aiden, we had saved up through the whole pregnancy and taxes came and we saved all our taxes. So then I could be able to take the full, you know, 
six weeks off with Aiden and he he cried so much. Like, oh my goodness, Sersha would always say, the baby cry all the time, all the time the baby cries. And she started regressing and she started like refusing to eat. And Adam and I were constantly bickering. We were so tired. I was so overstimulated all the time. And it was just really hard. So when he turned six weeks, he was able to have the lip and tongue tie surgery. And that made a huge difference. But um, he also at birth couldn't have his circumcision. Uh, There was a complication. His skin was too tight. So we had to wait until he was one. So his first year, he had like two different surgeries, maybe three. I think it was only two though. And he just, he went through it. And with him going through it, he put everybody through it. Like Sirius was going through it. We were going through it. I remember crying in the hospital because he just wouldn't stop crying before we even came home. And Adam was like, you, you, you got to pull yourself together, babe. Like they're going to think that, you know, you need to be admitted again. And like, I sucked it up because I was so afraid that, you know, they were going to think that I couldn't handle it and call CPS because, you know, that's the world we live in. And I was so worried about that. So I just bottled it all up and just kept it inside for a very long time um, until I realized that it was, you know, not only affecting just me, but it was affecting Sersha. And that's what really kind of pushed me to start really, really digging deep into what can I do to, you know, not necessarily fix myself because I didn't, at that point, I didn't think I was broken anymore. Um, But I wanted to know what can I do to better myself to help my daughter and, you know, my son eventually as he grows older too. But my main focus was getting Saoirse to, you know, want to eat again because, in her true princess fashion that she is, she just refused to eat because all the attention wasn't on her anymore. But yeah, so Aiden was kind of where I really started digging deep and I um, put myself into some therapy and the therapist there, her name was Sandy. I love her so much. I did so much growing with her. Um, I would say that was probably the first time in my entire life that I felt validated, seen, understood, appreciated by someone other than a romantic partner. So that would be where I would say that I really started thinking, okay, I need to share my story. You know, there's so many people out there that may not have the support that I have and that I gained, that I found You know, I went out looking for support and I wasn't disappointed. There are resources available and some therapists are a little bit more fitting with others, especially with their personality. And I really got fortunate with Sandy. Um, I also had my friend Kay. You'll hear more about her in future episodes because she too had a great impact on my life. So anyway, that is a little bit as to why I am podcasting, Um, kind of what led me here. Just I have a lot of love and a lot of experience to share, and I want to create that community, that support where people feel safe to come and talk about this stuff. And 
it has not been talked about enough in the past and it is up to us to change how you know mental health overall is viewed in the future and for generations to come and I don't want there to be such a stigma around it and so this is just me doing my part to help educate and you know just talk about it for our kids and for you know our family and other friends that may be going through it and just giving them that sense of hope. All right. So as to why it is named the Savage Daughter Podcast, have you ever heard that song by Sarah Ross that is called Savage Daughter? It's this. I am my mother's savage daughter, the one who runs barefoot, cursing sharp stones. I am my mother's savage daughter. I will not cut my hair. I will not lower my voice. The importance that this song means to me. Um, I grew up in a very sheltered home with very strong Christian beliefs. Um very old school minded um, to the point where like we wore head coverings, dresses, like it was a very different type of culture than what I live now, so to speak. Um, I felt very silenced as a kid, as a teenager. Um, I'm thankful for how I grew up now. Uh, It's kind of a love-hate relationship. Like there were definitely things that were hard to process and to, you know, that I'm still processing. But overall, like I'm very thankful for how I was brought up. But there were parts that affected my mental health. So yeah, feeling very silenced was really hard. Um, Feeling like I couldn't express myself or show up authentically and who I was. Like I felt like I was never enough for somebody and that put on that people pleasing that I still do to this day um so that part where she was like you know I'll not lower my voice that really resonates with me because like now that I am able to speak my truth and I am able to speak up like I do not want to lower my voice and I want to feel like I'm helping others to feel that empowerment to speak out and to share their truths and to show up authentically. And hence why it's called the Savage Daughters. All right, so that is basically the summary of the why behind this podcast. Um, It will get more detailed as time goes on. It is my first episode, so thank you for bearing with me. It's definitely a learning curve. I know it's not going to be perfect. And I just want to get my message out there. So I appreciate you all um, being here to listen. And if you liked what you hear and you want to follow, make sure that you follow the show. You can also find me on Instagram at hmcgarity90. Or you can follow my Facebook page, which is Heather McGarity. Um, I have a Savage Daughters Facebook community group as well that you would be able to find on my profile. So feel free to join that. If you like the music that is in this podcast, that is my friend Ian. Uh, you can find him on Spotify. His Spotify username is Hi, I'm Ian, all 
together, like no spaces. So that's fun. He is super talented and I'm excited to see his music grow as well. So if you could go give him a follow, I'd greatly appreciate it. Anyway, that is it for today. I hope that um, you guys come back next week for more. And yeah, that's it. Peace out.